Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello there, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and I am the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of No Hassle Newsletters, author of the six books, which are actually not behind me. I'm so used to saying that. I'm not at home. But most importantly today, I am the host of Dream Business Radio, and I'm coming to you today and actually all this month from St. Augustine, Florida. Stephanie and I are just thrilled beyond words to uh, once again be near the water. Oh, Miss the water so much. Dream Business Radio now in its 10th year. And this is episode 400, excuse me, 540. And I have a very special guest today, Keith Lee. How you doing today, Keith? I'm doing awesome. That's so great. Now, are you in, uh, where are you? You're not by the lake, are you? No, I'm actually at the little office that Travis and I share down here in Buckley. Uh, okay. I just got back from the River House uh, last night. That's in Montana, and Buckley is in Washington State, south of uh, Seattle. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner who's tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, and especially if you're interested in learning how to create multiple streams of revenue, something I'm very good at, you want to check out dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. All right, let me introduce Keith, and we are going to get started. We're going to share some brilliance. Keith and I are, man, we're on the same page about the power of the customer, so really excited for this interview. Keith Lee is a serial entrepreneur with an amazing track record of success, not only in business, but also how to live a great life and enjoy the rewards that actually come from success. In the early 1990s, Keith had a 10,000 square foot warehouse for his company, American Retail Supply. He sold that in 2015, and at the time, he owned five other businesses with a combined 80,000 square feet. Wow. One of the reasons Keith was able to create so many businesses and yet still enjoy a wonderful life, which he's going to be sharing with us, was that he created these different programs and procedures and um, he developed the whole management system that his employees loved so much in fact that american retail supply was named one of the best places to work in washington state because of the systems that keith put into place he is able to spend more time on important things and not menial tasks which is what so many entrepreneurs do unfortunately Ever since Keith created these systems, when he goes on a vacation or just steps away from his business for any reason, he doesn't get interrupted. <laughs> he actually told me he comes back refreshed and ready to get back to work. So the other thing is Keith is an author of two books on customer service, um, a topic near and dear to my heart, Out Nordstrom Nordstrom, which Nordstrom's always been the pinnacle of, of great customer service. And also the book, which um, I'm going to be talking about today, and I wish I could hold up because I always do that, but I didn't pack it with me when I left. Um, it is called The Happy Customer Handbook, 59 Secrets to Creating Happy Customers Who Come Back Time and Again and Enthusiastically Tell Others About You. 
So um, I first met Keith, by the way, and his son, Travis, who was on my show about a month ago um, at a Glazer Kennedy event. I'm going to say 2008 timeframe. And um, I both admire and respect both of them for how they approach marketing in life. So, Keith, welcome to uh, Dream Business Radio again. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. One little correction. We were not named one of the best. We were named the best small oh business to work for in Washington State. And that was based on employee interviews. Well, that's like the People's Choice Award because it's not some phony group voting you in, right? Yeah. So yeah, all right. we're, 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 we were happy to get that. I, I stand corrected. And um, hello, Jeff Herring, another fellow GKICer. Yes. Hi, um, Jeff. Oh my gosh, Jeff goes way Jeff goes uh, way back as well. Um, all right, let's see where we're going. So, Keith, um, I think it was uh, when when I started getting involved with customer service retention, all that. I mean, I was a mere pup back in my twenties when I was managing the bicycle store, and um, I started reading all these different books. I don't I don't recall too many entrepreneurial books, but I was reading books, you know, by Sam Walton. I remember IBM, all these different books. And I think Sam Walton famously said the customer is the most important and powerful person in any business. They can fire everyone from the chairman of the board on down to the yep. floor sweeper simply by deciding to spend their money somewhere else. I think I got that almost perfect. You get um, it really well. We call it who's the we uh, call it who's the boss. Yeah. So, Keith, what was your what was your early training like? Did, were your parents or grandparents in business or? Did you uh, go to school for law and then threw your law degree out and then go into No, no. <laughs> into actually, my, my parents were not in business. I worked my way through college and took quite a while. We did not come from a family that uh, paid for college for kids. Uh, just wasn't in the... had fabulous, fabulous pa uh, parents, but the money wasn't there to do that. Uh -huh. um, so I went to school, worked my way through college. I got my degree in marketing after going in all kinds of different directions. Um, specific to customer service, when I started managing the company that I became the owner of and then sold in 2015, I became the manager in 1981. Okay. And um, a big book out at that point was In Search of Excellence uh, by yes. uh, Water, Waterman and Peters. Mm -hmm. And also they had a video out. And and frankly, I had just started managing this company. I was 26 years old. The owner was not a was not a manager. He was an idea guy, but not a manager. And so he asked me to take over, and I did. And so I'm looking for how do we differentiate ourselves? And um, and this book was out, and this video was out in search of excellence. They uh, highlighted two customer service businesses. Disney and then Stu Leonard's Dairy and yes, Stu Leonard's. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. So, um, and when I watched these, I was just enthralled. I was like, wow, that's what we need to do. We need to be the customer service people in our industry. And I'm not talking about, you know, the canned customer service stuff, the canned, mm -hmm. you know, thank you for being here and the canned, um, um, you know, the, the stuff that looks like it, what came from corporate. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about real one-to-one -one personal things and really make a difference. Um, 
in my mind, there's so many people out there that you say, you know, what makes you different? And they say customer service, but they've got nothing that they do, you know? Yeah, it's in lip fact, service. I'll, 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 um, if, if, you may need to stop me at times, Jim, because I, I, <laughs> I get so excited about this, but I, I'm talking to somebody and they say, so why should I, and I say, why should I do business with you? And they say, customer service. And I say, so why, um, wow, what do you, what do you do that's special when it comes to customer service? And they say, well, um, yeah, mm, 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 mm. well, we, we, we tell our team uh, to treat people nice, you know? And I say, well, what specific things do you do? And, um, and basically, they're doing nothing. You know, they're 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 assuming, uh, they're telling people to treat people nice. They'll they'll and and I'm if you ask if you want, we'll go into why the golden rule just does not work in customer service. Treat people like you'd want to be treated. You know, we they tell them silly things like that, but yeah. they don't give them any specifics. Yeah, I remember Stu Leonard's one of the things, and I actually. Um, I believe I saw uh, Tom Peters speak in um, Wisconsin once back in, in that era. And I think he spoke at a Trek bicycle convention. And um, but Stu Leonard's was a great story how they they had you take your picture with your Stu Leonard's bag yep. and they filled the wall of one of their stores. And, and it just became this whole relationship, which was really cool. Um, so was your first business American Retail Supply? Yeah, it was called Thompson uh, Marking Service back then. We okay. sold clickers and stickers for retail stores. Okay? okay. The handheld price marking equipment. Now, tell me how I went from selling that in 1981 to selling the business, to growing a $15 million business. We don't need to go into that, but we okay. obviously didn't stay in selling clickers and stickers to retail stores. Mm hmm. But you, but did you, you saw a need. I mean, you went into everything from the rounder racks to the forearms to, I mean, everything, right? You just yep. And that was, that was the marketing plan. The marketing plan was that we had, we had a lot of customers who really liked us and mm -hmm. they liked us even before we, we really became um, systemized with our customer service because we were very small then. It was easy to give great customer service right. when you're very, very small. Um, but the marketing plan was actually to give these customers everything, these clients is what we call them, not customers, everything they need to operate their business. So um, problem was we had no money to add inventory. So that was a little bit of a problem. But luckily, I was a uh, accounting major for two years before I went into marketing and I knew about uh, accrual based accounting instead of cash based, which the oh my. owner had always been doing. And I was able to accrue some things and show that we actually did have a little bit of net worth and go to the bank and probably buy a thousand dollars worth of, uh, well, I know the product, the product was these plastic bags back. These, these new thin plastic bags were coming out on the market. Yeah. Before that, it was all the big uh, um, brown paper, right? Right. And it was all the lumber mills and those kind of people that that would not let that business go to small people like us. It was it was all dominated by big, big uh, lumber mills and that type of thing. But then these cool little plastic bags came out and people could put that um, um could put, put that business in 2000 square feet and probably started out with probably a hundred thousand dollars. And so we found plastic bags to sell 
And then nice. by the time we sold the business, and actually way, way before that, probably 15 years into the business after I'd started managing it, we had more different things for retailers to buy in one place than any distributor in the country. Wow. Was there, was there a, a single event or anything? I mean, had you always been what you call happy customer focused or was, was it something you learned from, you know, Tom Peters or was there yeah. something going on? Hugely, hugely the Tom Peters um, stuff, studied Disney, studied um, Stu Leonard, ended up studying all kinds of people, uh, Cabela's, um, and some of them were great customer service and aren't anymore. Okay. Yeah. But, like uh, Disney's not so much anymore. Yeah. 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 I've, but I've got a lot of, I've got, and if we may talk about some of my Disney examples in here, but remember the old Disney. Okay. That's right. Um, but um, <laughs> FedEx, I'd study those people. And I really wanted to bring something different, not just make sure you smile. Now, with that said, smile is still the number one thing when it comes to customer service but not this fake put on, you know, here, here, smile, smile needs to be your whole face. Mm -hmm. And you need to train your team to smile with their whole face. You need to train your team to smile with their eyes. Okay. And, and to greet people warmly, like they're, like they're uh, a, a friend coming into your house. And, and so again, it's not just smile, but smile with your eyes and make eye contact. Don't, don't, you know, make eye contact. Take that one hundredth of one second to make eye contact. Yeah. My rule when I was running the bike shop and our, we used to be busy in the evenings and Saturday, this actually when stores were closed on Sunday way back then. But yep. so Saturday was the retail day. And I think we had seven or eight employees in, in our heyday. But no matter how many employees we had, people were coming in and waiting. And my rule was whoever was closest to the door, even if you're with a customer, you're talking about the bike, say, hey, good afternoon. We'll be with you in just a few minutes, right? Just yep, greet just them, quick. like just that. Yep. And all of a sudden, they they know they were recognized and they're not just waiting endlessly. Absolutely. We're so on the same so page, Jim. I know <laughs> if people have listened to you for a while on customer service, we're going to have a lot of rinse and repeat here, I think. Yeah. You know, um, so now I feel like we're a couple of old war horses, but there's some really good stuff here. And one of the things I believe I read in your book was um, how to handle an upset customer. I think yeah. you, you address that. Um, so I want to get your take on this. I'll, I'll share a quick story for me. So when I was the manager, obviously people say, I want to see the manager and then boom, get Jim out here. The guys, you know, I used to talk about the, the cartoon where the guy had smoke coming out of his ears. This yeah, bike yeah. is broken, yeah. you know, and no matter what happened, he was lit up. And one of the things I learned, and I and I I actually got so good at it, I almost looked forward to it because it was like, remember that old thing you heard? If you break your leg and the bone heals, it's stronger than the original. I Absolutely. believe that about customers. Absolutely. And so what I would say is I would let them talk, I'd let them get it all out, and then I would I would lower my voice and I'd slow my voice to try and set and I'd say, Sir, I want you to know one thing. You are gonna leave here very happy. I just want, I need you to know that. And now I want to find out a little bit more about what happened and then what we can do to make it right. Perfect. And that was the beginning. Right. And I, and, it, and no matter how mad they came in, it was almost diffusing like, yeah, but, but, but just tell me what happened and I'll yeah. make it right. Yeah. And, and I gave some examples in my book, how literally a guy came in, he bought his kid a bike. And back in the day, you either bought a 
say a $50 bike at Kmart or maybe a hundred dollar bike in a bike store like they used to run. And the guy, and I felt bad. The guy spends, you know, a hundred bucks on his kid's bike. And he comes back a few days later holding the wheel. Oh, no. And it was round, 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 except where it looked like a V. And he goes, this piece of junk is defective. I said, did my thing. I said, could you come out here to the parking lot with me just for one second? Yep. And I took that wheel and I put it right on the curb. I said, look familiar. <laughs> right. And he goes, Oh, that kid told me it just happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was riding and looked at my bike. And um, I said, I told you I'm going to make you happy. I'm going to put a brand new wheel on. But what's it going to cost me? Nothing. Yeah. And the way, and, you know, mechanics or some of the people might not understand. And I said, listen, if that's a $30 wheel and some stores, well, I'll give it to you for half price and cover my cost. That $15 wheel that I put on there and took my mechanic like 10 minutes, that bought so much goodwill. Literally, Keith, we would have people coming in and they're like, I don't know what I want, but I was told to buy a bike here. And that's the value of the happy customer. So why don't you share some a story like that? In fact, let me tell you that exact one of those stories that ended up being just amazing for us. Because we 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 also sold computer systems for their stores. Oh. Now, when we when we started with computer systems, we were their bags and tags and price marking and 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 showcase people that are we weren't tech people to them mm -hmm. so we so one of the things i really wanted to do is make them believe that we were really tech people by giving them a guarantee that no other person selling computer systems and software would do and that is use it for a year and if you're not happy wow we'll take it back okay so yep. I had a customer, um, Timberwolf Ventures in Alaska, bought a third. Now, this is back a number of years ago. This is a so it was a thirty thousand dollar computer system that was um, expen That was a lot of money. OK, yeah. Um, and and um, so we sold it to him. And after a year, he said he let me know he wanted his money back. I talked to Joe, the salesperson and. And Joe's like, gosh, I hardly heard any complaints from him whatsoever. And we had a little bit of a discussion, but not much. But I said, send it back um, and, and send it back. I'll give you your $30,000 back. Wow. Now, I could sell some of it. The software actually, because it wasn't, you know, it could be sold. The hardware could be sold, but it was still a big, <laughs> it was still a big $30,000 refund. Wow. Um, make you happy guarantee okay so what happened by the time i sold that business in 2015 he had bought over a million dollars from us oh my goodness um and then here, check this out this is southeast alaska southeast alaska every retailer knows every other retailer mm -hmm. and so he's telling everybody else not necessarily to buy their computer system from us necessarily Buy, buy everything from us that you can. And so he became one of our biggest advocates, uh, bought over a million dollars, and it was crazy. Um, and by the way, I got him in, in one of those, we initially got that customer in one of the letters Travis probably talked about a month ago, got this yeah. guy to direct mail letter, <laughs> and he ended up buying a million dollars from us. Like, different story, different topic. But yeah. again, that whole thing of... of um, now, did we have any customers along the way? Because we had to make you happy guarantee. We're going to make you happy, whatever it takes. Now, did we have some customers along the way that took advantage of that? Yeah. We had, 
but we serviced over a hundred thousand customers, uh, clients in that time that I had that business. And, and we, um, and there were two or three that we uh, coded to not do business with again, because what we would do is we'd make them happy. And even though we thought they were taking advantage of us, and then mm -hmm. they would do something again, and we thought they were taking advantage of us, and we'd make them happy again. And then they'd get a letter from me that said, I'm sorry, it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to take care of you up to your to what you want. So, you know, we'd love you to take your business elsewhere. But we did that again, 100,000 customers, clients. We did that with two or three over those years. And wow. our guarantee was we will have no one in the market that's unhappy with us. So that, um, that did you say it was $300,000 computer or 30,000? No, 30,000. That was a $30,000 computer. That was back when, <laughs> when you could get a lot for 30,000. And the computer was probably ginormous. So what year was that? That would have probably been in the early 90s. So, I mean, realistically. Maybe, no, it's probably a little later than that. Jim, I'm you, old. I'm old. You, I forget. I, I know. <laughs> had you come into Dan Kennedy's world yet, or was that all you're doing? Well, okay. Well, that 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 customer, Timberwolf Ventures. Yeah. He came to me. I mean, he we got him with our first, very first Dan Kennedy mailing, three-step oh, letter, dollar bill letter. So, I mean, talk about hitting the home run out of the park. Yeah. Um, you know, this this guy. You know, we sent out 500 letters. And uh, the guy ended up buying a million dollars from us over the years. But as you're I'm telling that, the, I'm going to close the door here real quick. Okay, go ahead. Oops. <laughs> Travis just walked by and closed it for me. <laughs> Good boy, Travis. <laughs> Good man. Sorry. So, you know, because when you're telling that story, it made me think of something we both learned from Dan called risk reversal. If mm -hmm. you assume the risk for everything working out, the customer's almost got no objection. Yep. And the other part of risk reversal, which I was stymied when you said it here, is that you get let them use it for a year. Like the longer they get to use it, the more, oh. far less likely they are <laughs> to return it. Right. So, yeah, well, Jim, we got, you know, I've got some I've got some systems, you know, that I sell now and they come with the, you know, if you with the, a year guarantee and. You know, I don't I don't make them use it within 30 days in order to ask for their money back. Well, they can yeah. use it for a year and then, you know, half the time they forget to even open it and they forget to ask. But another so story. We have about 10 minutes left and I want to do okay. definitely more happy customers. But I want to take a slight detour because you, you just mentioned systems. Yep. Um, you, like me, figured out, well, there's more to life than working 80 hours a week in your business. Figure out how can I enjoy a great life and the success? So you kind of figured that out. So my first question is, was that something you instinctively knew to do? I mean, did you have a mentor or did your wife say, we got to go away sometime? Yeah, my my uh, inst instinct was Michael Gerber, E-Myth. Okay. You know, I just... Um, I had grown the business to about from seven people to about 15. Mm -hmm. And I literally said to myself, I do not want this business to grow anymore. Okay. And, um, and um, it was Michael Gerber along with a, a management system that I actually don't use, but I use part of it. And that's uh, total quality management um, that was going around big time in the 90s. So I put those two things together, created my system and uh, literally 
other than if I was working on a project, uh, we bought 11 competitors over the years. So if I'm, if I'm on vacation and I'm in the middle of, of, of consummating one of these deals, yeah, I'll, I'll have some, I'll take some phone calls and that type of thing. But, um, for the last 15 years, maybe even longer than that, um, I never got a phone call if I went on vacation, um, other than to take care of these things. There was never a, Keith, what do we do with this? It, it just didn't exist. And in fact, um, you know, we're off a of customer service here, but I know you're the system guy and, and so am I, but, but because I had a, I had a con- major, major concussion. I was out for six months. I turned really? over all of the rights to make any decisions in my business. Cause I was nuttier than a fruitcake. Um, <laughs> Travis, wow, okay. Travis and my wife came, came you know they they kind of took over although they didn't know the business I mean they didn't they didn't take over they just came down and said as the owners this is what we would like you to do because mm-hmm. I would go into work and they would say if Keith tells you something that sounds kind of wacky um, let let us know and don't do it and let us know. Otherwise, yep. you know, it's probably okay. But again, I turned, uh, because of the systems I had in place, I turned, I, I, I wasn't there for six months and the business was running better than when I left because that's the system. System always gets better. So, I mean, there's so many parts to that. There's actually creating systems, there's handbooks and here's what happens. Boom, 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 flow charts. Then there's training the people and also the big thing that I have found is that you actually have to empower them to make the decision because <laughs> they're uh, they're fearful to actually make a decision, especially if it includes money, right? Right. If you look at that, there's a there's a process. I think you may know this guy, Vince Zerpoli. He yeah. was um, he was uh, Bill Glazier's um, mm-hmm. uh, management guy, and I actually ended up buying out all buying all of his um, library. And all of his and and the and the and the uh, ability to sell his products, I basically wow. bought everything from him. But uh, and from him, I learned a thing called situational leadership. And you go from telling to selling to participating to um, delegating. You used a wonderful word that I like better than delegating. So I, when I went to when I started using situational leadership. Um, um, I changed that word from delegating to empowering. Yes. Because if you delegate them, it's still yours. Mm-hmm. If you empower them, it's theirs. Now, does it, now do you, do you give up? <laughs> do you give up talking about it or whatever? No. no. Okay. Or do you give up your, do you give up your, I guess the better word is, do you give up uh, your ultimate responsibility for it? No, you don't give up your ultimate responsibility. It's your for business. Yeah, um, but you empower them. And now now what that does is I think that when you delegate things, it kind of, it, it's, it's semantics, but it's important. When you delegate things, people want to do it your way still, mm-hmm. to a degree anyhow. When you empower them, you really empower them to go beyond your abilities, which yep. is a, my sales manager that I had <laughs> that we, I mean, she was my very first hire. She ended up being my sales manager. She was still there when I left uh, like 35 years later. Um, she came to work part-time <laughs> and she, my sales manager was far better than I was at that job when she was into it 10, 15 years or how, 
you know, I maybe could have been that good, but I didn't practice it. I didn't do it like she did. But when you empower somebody now, they can go beyond what you're doing and create something that's just marvelous. Yeah. My rule. So at one point I had about 15 virtual assistants. I'm, I'm really down to about six or seven right now. But when I had multiple, you know, no hassle newsletter, social media, the concierge print mail, all these different things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my rule was that um, you don't have to bother me for anything less than $250. And yep, I, picked two, I picked $250 yep. because my average customer, like at no hassle newsletters was $197 a month. So <laughs> somebody had a problem. My rule, make them happy. I have something called no ripple effect, Keith. I don't want any ripples out there. So if, yep. even if you take care of it mostly, but there's a little ripple, it will permeate, right? And this yep. is, I was teaching this even before like, you know, social media and stuff. Yeah, but it, one thing and it ripples throughout. So if somebody's going to leave, if they're unhappy, let's make them happy. We'll yep. allow them to leave. No ripples in the water. It's always more. been my rule. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And um, so we that's one thing I teach is give your frontline people a certain a certain number that they can do without asking you and just yeah. do it if it makes any sense whatsoever. If you had like in my business, I had frontline people and I had one layer of management and me. So the one layer of management had a much higher level that they could do. <laughs> but I'll have to go. I, I have to change that too. what I what I suggest people do um, is that that one level layer the here that they can do another layer if they have mid management and then you. My reality is in my business, no one had a limit. Not even wow. my frontline people, but they would get nervous when when they thought, "I really, this isn't right," and they would just ask. That just but asked. nobody had a limit. I mean, nobody had a limit. We we did some pretty crazy things because of it, you know. We um, and you know what? A couple times I would I would be like, "Hey, let's next time let's maybe do this a different way." But sure, that's, that's all it is. But that's it. It's not a. We'll just have a conversation. A beat them down. It's it's like yeah. no. Thank you for doing that. I really pre especially if I'm, if I'm, in, I'm I'm on a three week vacation in the Mediterranean, and I got a choice. I can either accept whatever they come up with, and they're taking and they're they're covering my butt. They are covering my butt, that's and right. I can accept what they're going to do, or I can get up bunch of friggin' phone calls while I'm on vacation <laughs> training. And I've always told people, and, and the one thing I did is I made sure they knew that I really would look, prefer not to ever give up our make you happy guarantee. And our make you happy guarantee was, um, if you're ever upset, give us a call. Um, and if after that, if you're still upset, give me a call on my direct line. And I gave him my direct line, not like Dan Kennedy said to have it go to a recording, but it, right. it came to, it came to me and I would get one or two calls a year. And they always That's started it. out. They always started out with Keith. I'm so sorry to bother you, but you said you really wanted to be bothered with this. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Or I'd get a call and they did go to my voicemail because I really wasn't available. And I'd call them back and they'd say, Hey, Keith, don't no." Don't bother. It's not, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, yeah. And, uh, but again, the, the idea that, uh, so what I was going to say is I, I really didn't want to lose that guarantee. And the guarantee really isn't a guarantee. All it says is we've never 
had an upset customer and we don't plan on having one. So, so challenges. So yeah. my, so if I was going to the Mediterranean for three weeks, I was my top level people. I just say, take care. They knew I didn't even have to say they, they knew they could take care of it. And if I came back and they actually did have to not make them happy, um, that's fine. We'll live with it. You know, we'll live with it. And not only that, but it can, but it can, they can always be delayed. I, I shouldn't say always, because maybe not. But you know what? Hey, I need to find find out if I can do the thirty thousand dollar computer coming back. Yeah, she could have. Would I expect a phone call on that one? Maybe, possibly. But she mm -hmm. also could have said, "Hey, Keith's going to be back in two weeks. Can we can we take care of that then?" You know, that's right. If you Empower if you got good people, if you got good people, that's that's huge. Yeah. So. Um... Unfortunately, we got to go here in a, in a quick second, but I want to share one more thing I learned very, very early on. Still serves me to this day. If you've got somebody upset and you want to make them happy, ask them, what will it take to make you over the top thrilled? And a lot of people that I tell that to, they're afraid, well, they're, they're going to want to turn over the store. My firstborn child, I want your car. No, no, no. Mostly, most of the time, given the chance, they'll say something incredibly reasonable, usually less than you think you it's have It's almost to. always <laughs> less than what you would give yeah. them if you just, if, if you made the decision on what you were going to give them, it's almost always less. And, and, you know, in the book that you've got there, the Happy Customer Handbook, we call that the Lear Principle. Listen, empathize, ask what I can do to make you happy half the time, more than half the time, you don't have to ask, you just make them happy and then resolve it. And the resolve is unless it's nuts, do it. Just do it. Yep. Do it. Hey, Hey folks, Keith's book is the happy customer handbook, 59 secrets to creating happy customers who come back time and time again and enthusiastically tell others about you. Keith, where can they get the book and how, how else can they uh, learn more from you? Yeah, just go to the happycustomerhandbook.com, the happycustomerhandbook.com. The book is there. I just asked for $2.97 for um, shipping and handling. And anybody's free to uh, email me too. I love talking to people. Um, now that I'm, I, I that's outrageous, myself. Keith. That's outrageous. Yeah, I'm sure I know. there's a one year guarantee. On <laughs> $2.97 to cover posting then. And oh uh, just gosh. to get in touch with me I, again, I call myself mostly retired nowadays. So I got plenty of time, but give me a call at, or just uh, contact me at Keith at KeithLee.com. Super easy to remember. Keith, thanks so much, man. I knew this would be a fun interview. I always know when it's a great interview when when next thing I look up and it's like, oh, crap, it's like time to go. <laughs> Perfect. We're, other, we're on opposite sides of the country, but so, one of these times we'll, we'll get together again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're down there in that water. I just got off my river in Montana and came home to my, I'm a water guy too, came home to the lake in, uh, in the Seattle area. So, Oh, my goodness. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Keith Lee. I highly recommend you connect with him, get a copy of his book, learn from him, and you will thank me later. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. If you're interested in joining me and about 27 other smart entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind, go to DreamBizCoaching.com. Remember, you can get digital copies of all of my books at uh, Amazon, at Kindle, at Nook Books, at Barnes & Noble. They're also in the iBook store. That is my legacy building gift to you. And until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care.
Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.